everybody and welcome to this week's podcast. So today we'll be covering the Fisher article that was written in 1984. It is called Narration as a Human Communication Paradigm, the Case of Public Moral Argument. Um, I want to highlight specifically in the summaries and conclusion portion on page 15 when Fisher says, hang on, I'm scrolling to it. He says on page 15, quote, I was concerned with the concept of technical reason and the way it rendered the public unreasonable with the idea of rationality being a matter of argumentative competence in specialized fields, leaving the public and its discourse irrational with the apparent impossibility of bridging the gaps between experts and the public and being, and between segments of the public and with the necessity to learn what was supposed to be the essence of persons, rationality, so that one class of citizens can always be superior to another. Although I do not mean to maintain that the narrative paradigm resolves these problems out of existence, I do think that it provides a basis for reconsideration of them. End quote. I believe that this section really does sum up his feelings and his his reason for making this art um, argument um, because he saw how um, the world or how society made such a uh, distinction between I'll use these words for lack of better words the educated and the uneducated and pretty much how if you are educated and you are an expert in your field then anything that you make according any argument that you make according to your level of expertise or the field of expertise it is valid versus if someone say off of the street who doesn't have an education whatsoever makes an argument about that same field it is completely discredited because they don't look the part on paper they don't present as someone who knows what they're talking about because they've not gone through formal education and gotten a degree and checked all of the boxes that society has set for one to be seen as academically correct or their arguments being valid and this really just I guess made me realize just how important it is to create a dissociation between um uh, between expertise and arguments and then also between the lack of expertise and arguments or the lack of expertise and rationality and expertise and rationality in order to have your baseline be rationality you have to pull out the parameters I guess of being educated and really look at the argument that the person is saying also this association that society created to um expertise in specialized fields and making valid arguments or rational arguments really did make it seem as though anybody who opened their mouth and made an argument if they had expertise in a field then their argument was automatically rational and correct and that is not always the case because we see people who have um certifications all the time who make claims and they can support their claims however 
it's not in line or relevant to how society functions or whatever the case may be. So it automatically discredits them. However, in this aspect, it seems as though as long as you are educated, as long as you prove yourself on paper to be one who can compete, then you're automatically set up to be right. And I just, I, I, I commend Fisher for um, calling out the, the issues that that presents. In addition, I saw the way that this article really lined up to the Comer article from last week. Um, partially because in the Comer article, when she introduced the the dissociate dissociations dissociative, I'm sorry, red, rhetoric that people used in order to argue against the spellings um, commission, um, they talked about pretty much, in a sense, in a nutshell, letting people who are are proficient in the area of teaching students and and being educators judge their level of learning judge their level of expertise or judge their level of upcoming expertise in that area it really made a it really made a distinction i guess between who could make claims or who could um judge whether a student is being successful versus who couldn't um, partially because, or the reason behind, rather, the motivation behind the Spellings Commission was to make um, universities and institutions more alluring to the public by creating a quantitative assessment. And the arguments that were presented were pretty much completely against that because everything isn't cookie cutter in higher education. And what a lot of what a lot of people who um, argued against that um, policy was they said pretty much, you know, you are not in a position to judge the learning of a student when you are not a teacher, when you don't have the qualifications of a professor or an expert in the field of education. And while I do agree with that statement, I see how that can be an issue when I look at the Fisher article, because it again draws the line between experts and the public, experts and specifically experts in the education field and politicians, experts in the education field and test taking um test taking companies testing companies and this just really just really opened my eyes I guess to the the um issues that can arise when um these clear-cut lines are drawn and these separations are created because it can cause severe just issues and severe um lack of understanding and greater um um, what is the word tension between um, people who are experts and then the basic public who are not ex- experts in a field and I, I feel like I'm rambling but this this article really just made the whole Comer article come full circle so I really did appreciate it okay I'm done talking now <laughs>